Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Rimble, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. We're going to go back through some things on New Moon, Rosh Chodesh in Hebrew. Now, if, if you haven't stayed up and didn't get the tape and didn't study the tape on New Moon, you need to go back and do that. What we'll, what we'll do is we'll put New Moon 2 on this tape, which means it will be the second in that series. Now, I don't know how many more tapes we'll add to that, but uh, I want you to understand, uh, as we have said before, and I will say again to you, this is a very, very important thing to God, and it's very important to you and I as believers to keep new moon. Now, uh, there again, as Christians, we have not been taught anything about new moon. Uh, in fact, we're pretty well told that anything to do with the celestial heights of the, of the heavens is a no-no. Uh, but I will guarantee you in time you will see all that differently. But as we have done and try to do all of this is one step at a time order in ordering to be able to, to, if you will, ease you into these things so that you can understand. How important is New Moon? Now, I personally, as some, uh, my earthly father has passed on to heaven, saw the power of Rosh Chodesh uh, before he went on. Uh, my brother and sister, my, my dad wasn't very good, and, and they, they were going to stay up that night. I think they probably thought maybe I would stay with them, but I knew because God had spoken to me that he was going to leave this earth on New Moon that the power of the draw of the spirit world is powerful, and the most powerful time on this earth is new moon. It's the full. Now, I know, I know there again we've heard a lot about full moon and all that. Full moon you're not going to find anything about in the Scriptures. You're going to find lots about new moon. And what you need to understand about new moon is, and by the way, my father went on uh, exactly. I lit the candle, prayed the blessing, the prayers of uh, the new moon, and uh, just a few hours after, after sundown, uh, my earthly father went on to be with our heavenly father. So that, that pool, the, the prophets heard more from God during the time of new moon than any other time. That's the reason they call it the new moon fast, is because they fast during that time, and God's visitation is the strongest during that time. So that should give you and I a, a definite clue as to when God's visitation could be the strongest and should be in our lives. And, and in, in fact, if I was going, if I were you, I would select new moon to be my time of fasting, and I would fast and pray a new moon. Now, moon moon will be, I think, the 16th this month, which is coming up here next week. Starts sundown on the 15th. You light a candle that will burn for 24 hours. Now, if you have this kind of a candle that is floating in a in a jar with this floating wick, and this oil will work. Now, let me tell you what won't work is an old-fashioned lantern. That is not a candle. That is a lantern. That's nice, and it, it's cute to think about, but that don't count. It's either got to be a candle that will burn for 24 hours, or it will be one of these. Now, we tried one of those great big ones with three wicks. 
forget it. Uh, that, that thing looks like something is uh, threw up on it, I think. It, it really looks bad, okay? Uh, so, so, you, so you will need to understand that. Exodus 12, too, is where we're going to start here. So if you'll turn there with me. But what I want you to do is, and, and tonight, we're going to touch on some of the things that we've gone with before just to reiterate a bit. But I want to go get into some, I want to get into a way that you need to worship before God during New Moon upon that time so that you'll have that and you'll be able to do that uh, coming up next week. Now, in Exodus 12, 2, the statement being made, And the Lord spake unto Moses, now this is, this is one and two, and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Now, the first matzvah, or the first law that was given to the congregation of Israel is this. Now, to put it another way, which would be simple to do, the first commandment given to the congregation of Israel was to set up a calendar. All right? To set up a calendar based on the moon that has Nisan, or Nisan, that's the first month. The Torah does not list new moon with God's festivals in Leviticus 23, but nevertheless, it is a festival as we shall see uh, as we go through this and as we went through before. First, let's note that the new moon is especially called a day of rejoicing. And you can find this, and if you'll turn with me in Numbers 10, we'll find that there. Numbers 10. The power of the anointing of God's Spirit upon this earth is something else during this time. Now, Numbers, the 10th chapter, the first verse. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Now, you notice again, it is God speaking unto the prophet Moses. Make, these, make thee two trumpets of silver, of a whole piece shall thou make them, that thou mayest use them for the calling of the assembly and for the journeying of, of the camps. And when they shall blow... With them all the assembly shall assemble themselves to thee at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And if thou, they blow but with one trumpet, then the princes, which are the heads of the thousands of Israel, shall gather themselves unto thee. When ye blow an alarm, then the camp, camps that lie on the east part shall go forward. When ye blow an alarm the second time, then the camps that lie on the south side shall take their journey. They shall blow for an alarm for their journeys. But when the congregation is to be gathered together, ye shall blow, but ye shall not sound an alarm. And the sons of Aaron, the priests, shall blow with the trumpets, and they shall be to you for an ordinance forever throughout your generations. Now you need to understand that that, that is a command. And if you go to war in your land against the enemy that oppresses you, then you shall blow an alarm with the trumpets, and ye shall be remembered before the Lord your God, and ye shall be saved from your enemies. Also in the day of your gladness, and in your solemn days, and the beginnings of your months, ye shall blow with the trumpets over your burnt offering, and over the, over the, the, the sacrifices of your peace offering, and that, that they may be to you as a memorial before your God, I am the Lord your God. Now, what I want you to back up and, and see, another rendition of this, when you get into the tenth verse, uh, will be also at your times of rejoicing, your appointed feasts, and new moon festivals. And that the interpretation isn't there, but when, it, when you begin to, at the beginning of the month is what? The beginning of the month is always the new moon. It is always that. It, it, God has never signified it to be anything different than that. 
So they're saying, also in the day of your gladness, in the time of joy, in your solemn days, and in the beginnings of your months, new moon, you shall blow the trumpets over your burnt offering and over the sacrifices of your peace offering, that they may be to you for a memorial before your God. I am the Lord your God. So it is a memorial. It is something that is done that is before God. Now, uh, if we uh, if we can... Let me see where I want to go to here next. A lot of this, again, I've been through and I don't want to go through it. Go with me into 1 Samuel, the 20th chapter. 1 Samuel 20. You know, when you study these things and you begin to realize how cheated that we have been because we never knew these things. You know, you can't do things if you don't know. You know, for years I have ministered, taught, and preached the fact that you are only as knowledgeable as where you are, where you sit, or what you sit under, or what you study. And that you can know no more than the people that are teaching you. And you can't. You seem to think that you can. You, you seem to think you can take things and, and you can take them to a deeper depth. And I, I don't want to uh, say that you can't do that. But as far as taking you to new revelations, the revelations that we have seen come to this, this synagogue in the last two years have been astronomical, to say the least. But it has come in another direction. Now, if you found First uh, Samuel 20, look in the 18th verse, in the 18th verse, and I just want to read the first of this so you can understand how important this was. Jonathan, David, uh, Jonathan, the son of Saul, and they were very, very close as brothers. And then Jonathan said, the 18th verse to David, "Tomorrow is the new moon, and thou shalt be missed because thy seat will be empty." So evidently, new moon was kept, new moon was this. And if you'll read down on through there, you'll find out that, bless God, that, that uh, yes, that they, they, had a, they had a feast. They had a gathering on new moon. Now, again, uh, then another, the next verse I want you to look, uh, look for uh, is, uh, well, I have a mark here. Just give me a second. Isaiah 66. And again, I'm just trying to give you some background. All this I've given before, and uh, you need to go back, and if you... If you haven't, and often what happens to us, we don't remember the studies that we do, and uh, you need to go back and pick that up, then begin to add to it what we're going to do this evening. Isaiah 66. Now, I'm going to uh, read down through here, starting in verse 1, and we're going to read this chapter. I, I think there's 24 verses here, but I'll try to get through it, but it's important that you understand all that is going on here. Thus saith the Lord, The heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye built unto me, and where is the place of my rest? And for all those things that mine hand made, and all those things have been, saith the Lord, but to this man will I look even to him that is poor, and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. He that killeth an ox is as if he slew a man. He that sacrifices a lamb as if he cut off a dog's neck. He that offereth an oblation, as if he offers swine's blood. He that burneth incense, as if he blesseth an idol. Yea, they have chosen their own ways, and their soul delighteth in their abominations. Now, it's pretty well talking about the house of Israel today on the face of this earth. I, will also, I also will choose their delusions and will bring their, their fears upon them, because when I call, none did answer. When I spake... They did not hear, but they did evil before mine eyes, and chose that in which I delighted not. Hear the word of the Lord, ye that trembleth at his word. Your brethren that hateth you, that cast you out for my name's sake, said, Let the Lord be glorified, but he shall appear to your joy, and they shall be ashamed. A voice of noise from the city, a voice 
of, 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 from the temple, a voice of the Lord that rendereth recompense uh, to his enemies. Before his she travailed, she brought forth. Before her pain came, she was delivered of a man-child. Who hath heard of such a thing? Who has seen such a thing? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day, or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Of course, that's what happened when Israel came home. In, 19, uh, in the 1940, uh, what was that, 45, 48. Uh, Shall I bring to birth a child, uh, and not cause to bring forth, saith the Lord? I cause to bring forth, and shut the womb, saith thy God. Rejoice ye with Jerusalem, and be glad with her. All ye that love her, rejoice for joy with her. All ye that mourn for her, that ye not may suck, and be satisfied with the breasts of her consolations that you may milk out and be delighted with the abundance of her glory. For thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream. Then shall ye suck, ye shall be born upon her sides, and, and dandled upon her, her knees. As one whom his mother comforted, so will I comfort you, and ye shall be comforted in Jerusalem. And when ye see this, your heart shall rejoice, and your bones shall flourish like an herb. And the hand of the Lord shall be known toward his servants and his indignation toward his enemies. For behold, the Lord will come with fire and with chariots like a whirlwind to render his anger with fury and rebuke with flames of fire. For by fire and by his sword will the Lord plead with all flesh, and the slain of the Lord shall be many. They that sanctify themselves and purify themselves in the gardens behind one tree in the midst, eating swine's flesh, and the abomination and the mouth shall be consumed together, saith the Lord. Now this is in time, and you definitely want to get a hold of the 17th verse. This is God speaking. Could be no more prophetic than if, if he was standing here tonight speaking it, or he would have been as he was speaking it then through this prophet Isaiah. You understand what he says? And they that sanctify themselves, purify themselves in the garden behind one tree in the mist, in other words, those that think that they're coming into churches and they're lining themselves up and they're sanctifying themselves by, Oh, Lord God, and we love you and all this. Now listen, he says, eating swine's flesh. What is that? Pork. He says, and, and, the, and the abomination and the, and the mouse shall be consumed together, saith the Lord. So there, it, that is important to know and to understand God meant what God said. See, until, we, until the church opens up their hearts, and begins to understand. And the thing that I, again, for years cried out that, you know, I kept saying we're in a heap of trouble. The church is in a heap of trouble. I didn't know what kind of trouble, but I knew that we were in a heap of trouble. And the fact of it is that as this thing went on and went on and went on, now we're beginning to see. Now we're beginning, our eyes are beginning to be opened, and we're beginning to understand that this is end-time prophecy given by the old prophet Isaiah for the last days, and he's saying those that are eating swine, those that are eating swine's place, and he says, and the mouse. Now, now I don't know anybody that's eaten any mice lately, but the fact of it is, evidently, back in those days, eating swine, eating pork, and eating mice was about the same category. For I knew their works and their thoughts. It shall come that I will gather all nations and tongues, and they shall come and see my glory. And I will set a sign among them, and I will send those that escape of them into the nations of Tarshish, Paul, and Lud, that draw, draw the bow to Tudabal and Javan, to the isles afar off, that have not heard my fame, 
neither have they seen my glory, and they shall declare my glory among the Gentiles. Well, of course, that, that is, has, is happening and will continue to happen. And they shall bring all your brethren for an offering to the Lord out of all nations upon horses and in chariots and litters and upon mules and upon swift beasts to my holy mountain, Jerusalem, saith the Lord, as the children of Israel bring an offering in a clean vessel unto the house of the Lord. And I will also take them for priests and for Levites, saith the Lord. And, and for as the new heavens, now, now we read this every, every, every Shabbat, and as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make shall remain before me, saith the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, okay, from one new moon to another, from one month to the other month, from one Sabbath to another, see those two are put together, shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith the Lord. And they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of men that have transgressed against me, for their worms shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched, and they shall be an abhorring unto all flesh. So what the Lord God is saying is there's going to come a day of reckoning, and upon that day of reckoning, those that are eating, that eat pork, those that eat the abomination, which the abomination, and we went through that, and, and we'll go back and, and, and do more and add more to those dietary laws in time, but right now, uh, one thing at a time, and right now this thing with uh, uh, Rosh Hadesh is much more important right now than the dietary laws because I want to be sure. I know some of you are trying to keep that, and I think others of you probably know that you should keep it, but because we haven't got into enough teaching of it, it's, it's difficult for you to do without the teaching. Now let's go to, to Psalms uh, uh, 104 in Psalms. I, I, I want you to, uh, to know that this is, the, this is the psalm that is used for, for Rosh Hodesh. Now this psalm most of us probably read every day, okay? This is one of the things that I know when we went through and we began to talk about reading uh, uh, prescribed readings every day. Uh, this is the one that we, we did. So I'm not going to go through this, but this whole psalm should be read on, as you uh, uh, light the candle uh, on uh, new moon on that eve at, at dusk or sundown. I'm sorry. Now, after you go through that, and again, that's, that's, that's lengthy. I'm not going to bore you with that. Uh, because it can get so lengthy as that I just read, but I thought there were some things in there that you need to know that we just went through. Now, this service, the synagogue, this is a, this is a synagogue service, but this service also will be rendered at home. And the reason it will be rendered at home, until God deals differently with me, we won't be meeting on New Moon, okay? Uh, now, He can do that, I, and I, it won't surprise me that, you know, another year will go by, that the Lord wants to say to me, every, every new moon you will gather together all the people and we'll go through this service. Uh, right now, I want to give this to you so that you can go through this service at home uh, for yourselves and for your families. And if you want to, don't want to do that again, that's fine. Uh, you will just want to understand that what we're after are the blessings of God. We're after the blessings of God. What these old saints were doing, something was right about it. Something, something worked for them that I want desperately to work for you and I. Now, I do want you to turn to Psalms 148. Psalms 148. You will open up with this, and you'll open up with, the, with the, the first six verses of this. Praise you, the Lord. Praise you, the Lord, from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him. Praise you, Him, all His angels. Praise you, Him, all His hosts. Praise you, Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you stars of light. 
Praise Him, ye heavens of heavens, and ye waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded, and they were created. He hath also established them forever and ever. He hath made a decree which shall not pass. And that is the opening. Now, the blessing that I'm going to give you, I'm going to... Uh, uh, that's not going to be much... Uh, let's see. Yes, it will. Saturday, I'll try to have these printed out and left out on the table, and you can pick these blessings up. And in fact, I'll put this whole order down for you. For those of you that don't either take... What I should do is say, get the tape and just... You know, go through this thing and uh, do it yourself. But I won't be mean. I'll I'll be very kind. I'll I'll take the time to to, to uh, sit down at the computer and type this service out. And then if you want to pick that up at the table Saturday, you can, and it will have this. But you should look at the moon before reciting this blessing that I'm about to give you. Okay? You should look at the moon. Now, if there's a night when you can't, obviously you can't. All right. But if you can, if if in other words, if it's a night where you can see the silhouette then you need to go out and, and uh, look at the moon. And it goes, Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, whose word created the heavens, whose breath created all, they, all that they contain, statutes and seasons he set for them, that they should not deviate from their assigned task. Happily, gaily, they do the will of their Creator, whose work is dependable. To the moon he spoke, Renew yourself, crown of glory for those who were born in the womb, uh, who also are destined to be renewed and to extol their Creator for His glorious sovereignty. Blessed are you, Lord, who renews the months. Now this next is to be repeated three times. Blessed is your molder. Blessed is your maker. Blessed is your owner. Blessed is your Creator. And you are to repeat that three times. The next one you're to repeat three times is this one. Now, upon reciting this one, you are to begin to rise up on your toes if, if you're beginning to dance. Now, the, the, take a little time to get used to this, but I'm going to show you some things or give you some ideas of why from some of these old sages and rabbis as to their reasoning behind this. It, the next one you recite three times is, Just as I dance towards you but cannot touch you, so may none of my enemies be able to touch me for evil. You recite that three times as you just raise up on the toes and recite that. Let yourself down, raise up again, and recite that. The next one that you recite three times is, Let, fail, let fall upon them fear and terror at the greatness of your arm. Let them be still as stone. Three times you repeat that. Three times you repeat this. A stone, let them be still, as your arms greatness, terror and fear upon them, let fall. Three times you repeat this. David, king of Israel, is alive and enduring. Now, then you begin to extend greeting, and the words are shalom alikum. Alikum shalom. Okay, which is, is one of them says peace with you and uh, upon you be peace is the second one. And you use both of those. Then you recite this three times. May there be a good sign and a good fortune for us and for all of Israel. Amen. And you give that. Then after you do that, then you go to Song of Songs, uh, second chapter, eighth and ninth verses. And I'm going to read this off the paper so I don't have to fumble through the pages. And this will read a little bit different because this came out of the, out of the Jewish Bible. The voice of my beloved, behold... It came suddenly, leaping over mountains, skipping over hills. 
My beloved is like a gazelle or a young heart. Behold, he is standing behind our wall, observing through the windows, peering through the lattices. In Psalms 121, a song to the accents. I raise my eyes to the mountains, whence will come my help. My help is from Hashem, maker of heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to falter. Your guardian will not slumber. Behold, he neither slumbers or sleepeth, the guardian of Israel. Hashem is your guardian. Hashem is your shade at your right hand. By day, the sun will not harm you, nor the moon by night. Hashem will protect you from every evil. He will guard your soul. Hashem will guard your departure and your arrival from this time and forever. Psalms 150. Hallelujah. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him as befits His abundant greatness. Praise Him with the blast of the shofar. Uh, Praise Him with the lyre on the harp. Praise Him with the drum and the dance. Praise Him with organ and flute. Praise Him with the clanging of cymbals. Praise Him with the resonant trumpets. Let all souls praise God. Hallelujah. Now, I want to stop there for just a moment and insert this. If you have a shofar horn, and if you don't, you don't have to have one this big. This is a, a one that we would use here in the synagogue. I just ordered a, a small one. I think it was $40, and it's just a small one. But every sundown on Shabbat, that can be blown in your homes. Actually, you should step outside, and that, that and that, what that does is that not only is the fact that, well, the neighbors will wonder what's happening, and that, that may be a, a little different for you, but what that really is signifying to the birds, to the animals, to the earth, that this is God's Shabbat, and it has begun. The same thing can happen uh, at new moon. Upon sundown, you can blow the shofar, indicating that it is the beginning of of another holy time of God, another holy feast called New Moon. And uh, there again, uh, these things, uh, uh, things, you know, I'm sorry, but I think I've told you all along that we'll be adding to and at times taking away from, that all this is subject to to change. And uh, I think that though in, you know, we're, we're, we're coming to a time when I think we're really, really getting into this thing to the place where we're really beginning to understand who we are, and the things that we must do and need to do in order to please God, in order to walk into this direction, the world walk. Now, I don't know how many of you here tonight has ever read what I, has ever picked up what I just gave you out of 66 of, uh, of Isaiah about, about pork, but I had never seen that before. I had never seen that until I began to study that, and all of a sudden that jumped out at me, and all of a sudden I realized that what, that what God is talking about. You know, the, the thing, and, and I'm going to come back and do some things again about, about, about Ephraim, about uh, the northern uh, kingdom of, of Israel, and uh, how this thing got so lopsided, and, and how it is, and why the church has been such a mess. And part of that is, is because the, the, the Levites have always been the priesthood. They have always been, except that of the prophetic ministry, the prophets. And the fact of it is, that the, the churches, the Gentile church, if we, if we want to call it that, and we can, what happened was there were a lot of people that became ministers that were not from the, line, the loins of, 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 of the Levitical priesthood. And that's the reason it didn't work. And then you saw the, the ones that were, the ones that, that were, were anointed of God. 
and the things that God did through him, even without the revelation that God seems to be bringing now, was fruitful for God's kingdom. Now, there was a, a rabbi, uh, Ishmael, and this, he taught that Israel had not, had, been, had not been privileged to greet the countenance of their father in heaven except for once a month. It would have sufficed them. Albeit, uh, therefore, you must recite it while standing. So what they're saying is that this is the countenance of God. When that, when that silhouette is in place, new moon is upon us, that it is actually the, the Father in heaven and, and that visitation or that time in which he appears. Uh, who is this who rises from the desert clinging to her beloved? May it be your will, Hashem, my God and the God of my forefathers, to fill the flaw of the, the moon, that there be no uh, diminution in it. May the light of the moon be like the light of the sun, and like the light of the seven days of creation as it was before it was diminished, as it is said, the two great luminaries. And may there be fulfilled upon us the verse that is written, They shall seek Hashem their God and David their king. Amen. Psalm 67. For the conductor upon Nigamos, a psalm, a song, may God favor us and bless us. May he illuminate his countenance with us. Shelah. To make known your way on earth among all nations, your salvation, the people, peoples will acknowledge you. O God, the peoples will acknowledge you. All of them, nations will be glad and sing a joy because you will judge the peoples fairly and guide the nations on earth. Then people will acknowledge you, all of them. The earth yield, has yielded its produce. May God, our own God, bless us. May God bless us and may all the ends of the earth fear him. And then the next uh, Aelnu, or Aelinu, or however you pronounce I'm not sure how that's pronounced. Aelnu is the way we're going to pronounce it for right now. And I'm going to give the English, but we'll have, the, we'll have this in Hebrew uh, right above it when you get it out here. And then you can practice that. It's all broken down. I, it's not hard to, to go through. And most of this pronounces like it is or like you would know to pronounce it, and except for a couple little uh, twists that I think you probably have picked up, and if not, we'll probably try to give them to you, okay? Uh, in other words, a CH is always a K. Then I, uh, let's see, then, uh, um, I can't think of the other one I want to tell you right now. I don't see it right down here, so evidently you don't need to know that for this one. For <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, no, I don't see it. Well, let me read it anyway. It is incumbent upon us to praise the Master of all, to exalt the Creator of the world. For He has made us distinct from the nations and unique among the families of the earth. Our destiny is not like theirs. Our calling is our task. That's strong stuff. We therefore bow in awe and thanksgiving before the One who is sovereign over all, the Holy One. Blessed be He. On that day and on that day, Hashem shall be one, and His name and His name and His name one. Then it goes back through this. We hope, Hashem our God, to soon behold your majestic glory when all abominations shall be removed and all false gods shall be at an end. Then shall the world be perfected under the rule of the Lord Almighty and all mankind shall call upon your name. 
For, for to you every knee must bow and every tongue declare that you are God. Reign over us soon and forever. May the kingdom of David's greater son be established forever, which is Yeshua. For then shall the words be fulfilled, the Lord shall be king forever, and the Lord shall be king over all the earth. On that day the Lord shall be one, and his name one. Psalms 104, 1 and 2, and I'll need to, to go to, uh, I didn't put that in there. 1 and 2, 104, and this will be closing the service. And of course you're going to do 104 in the beginning, but then you go back and do 1 and 2. Blessed Bless, bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord my God, Thou art very great. Thou art clothed with, with honor and majesty, who covers Thyself with light as with a garment, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain. Then you'll go to Deuteronomy 4. You may want to just write these out because... Now, I don't think... And I looked, and I've got a different prayer book than... And the only reason I don't have one like we all got is I gave mine away and we haven't, I haven't ordered another one. And I've got one from the synagogue down in Barbados, and it has this in there. I don't believe, does anybody know? I, but it's very small, isn't it? Just a paragraph. Yeah, that's all I could find when I looked. So, so that's, that's not, that won't suffice. For new moon, I mean, I'm, but I'm going to tell you something. Most likely, they don't reverence new moon, or it would have been whoever, you know, whatever organizations attached to that. Evidently, they they weren't into new moon. Now, don't let that surprise you. There's a, there's a lot of uh, people. The people in in Barbados will tell you that at their synagogue that they they believe new moon is a time to come before God and worship. None of them do it. You'll find very few Jews. There is not. Uh, I don't imagine in Evansville any of the Jews down the street at the synagogue there keeps new moon. I doubt very seriously if any of them do. And the reason is they follow the Talmud more than they follow Torah. They are great to tell you what the Talmud says. And what the Talmud is, as I said before, as Christians, what we could say is we rely totally on Paul's teaching and not anything of what Jesus said. Okay, and you can put that in perspective pretty well that way, and you ought to use that for a balance, by the way, as you uh, try to put that in perspective. Now, I was somewhere in the midst of uh, 439 of uh, Deuteronomy, which says, Know therefore this day, and consider it in thy heart, that the Lord, he is God, in heaven above, and upon the earth beneath, there is none else. Then we'll use Psalms 10:16. Psalms 10:16. I guess we probably should have done that before we leap from there the first time, haven't we? The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen are perished out of his hand. Zechariah 14.9. Zechariah 14.9. And it says, And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day shall there be one Lord, and his name one. Now that will conclude or end the service. But you can see that that's going to take some time to do that. And, and, you know, whether, and you might say, well, you know, I don't know that we can gather all the family around. The important thing is that it get done in your household. If, the, if you can't get the family involved, just do it yourself. Now, again, uh, I'm not telling you that it's one of those things that you have to do by any means, but you should consider that being the time at sundown on the 15th, which is next week, until sundown on the 16th you should consider a, a full fast on that time. Of course, put prayer time in. Don't ever fast without, without, without your prayer time. But you need to do that. 
Now, I would like now to take you to Ezekiel, and uh, we want to talk about here, and it's important to, to understand that we will be celebrating this new moon, and there's how important this thing is, that the, it'll be celebrated during the millennium. And I know we went through this, but I want to go through it again this evening with you to give you another idea about it. 46, Ezekiel, the first verse. Thus saith the Lord God, the gate of the inner court that looketh toward the east shall be shut the six working days, but on Sabbath it shall be opened, and in the day of the new moon it shall be opened. Now, this is important to understand because if you have ever been to Israel, I haven't, but when I come back, uh, you know, I'm going in the middle of next month. When I come back, I will, I will attest to the fact that that eastern gate is walled up or blocked up. Okay? It's, it's, it, but, but at that time, when this temple was open, it says, But on the Sabbath it shall be open, and on the day of the new moon it shall be open. So the consistency of understanding that Shabbat and new moon was placed at the same degree of importance. And it's very important if, if, if you can grasp the hold of and understand that it's important, it is as important for you and I to keep new moon, Rosh Hodesh, just as we keep Shabbat. That importance, in other, in other words, the degree of importance is exactly the same. That God looks upon Shabbat and looks on Rosh Hodesh as the, exactly the same type of a thing. Okay, let's, let's go on. And the prince shall enter there by the way of the porch of that gate without, and shall stand by the post of the gate, and the priest shall prepare his burnt offering and his peace offerings, and shall worship at the threshold of the gate. Then shall he go forth, but the gate shall not be shut until the evening. Likewise, likewise the people. Let me see where I'm at here. I should have read this out of the, out of the other Bible, should I? Let me see if I can catch up where I'm at. Let me go, let me, let me, let me start. I'm only on the third verse. Let me go back and read this because it, this means so much more. Listen, too, we're going to make a change over while I'm thinking about it. As soon as, as, as you can, and, and this is not going to be something that's mandatory and we're going to say, look, in the next two months or whatever, but there, it, the only Bible right now that, that we could probably use is the thing that David Stearns put out. How many people here have the complete Bible that's put out by him? Can I see, see the hands? There's a few of you here that have them. But that, it reads so much differently. Just as you heard me read the first two verses, now I want you to listen to this. This is what the sovereign Hashem says. The gate of the, the inner court facing east is to be shut on six working days, but on the Sabbath day and on the day of the new moon it will be open. The prince is to enter from the outside through the uh, portico of the gateway and stand by the gatepost. The priests are to sacrifice his burnt offering and his fellowship offering. He is to worship at the threshold of the gateway and then go out, but the gate will not be shut until evening. On the Sabbaths and new moons, the people of the land are to worship in the presence of Hashem at the entrance to that gateway. Now, at the entrance of that gateway, that is to be done there, you, on Sabbaths and on new moons. The burnt offering the prince bring to Hashem on the Sabbath day is to be six male lambs and ram and without defect. The grain offering given to the ram is to be an ephod, and the grain offering and the lambs is to be as much as he pleases, along with a hen of oil for each ephod. And on that day of the new moon, he is to offer a young bull, six lambs and ram, all without defect. 
he is to provide as a grain offering one ephah of, 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 bull, of, of the bull with the bull, one ephah of the ram and the lambs as much as he wants to give along with the hen of oil and each ephah. Now, obviously, that's not done. Two reasons. One, the sacrifice has been made through, through uh, 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 Yeshua as that sin offering. Now, I have told you before, and I, I don't want this to cause, I probably oughtn't even bring it up because it's probably going to cause it. Don't, don't get excited about what I'm about to say. But when they rebuild the, 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 the temple, and that temple will be rebuilt. I just read in the Jerusalem Post today where they've had a big deal over, they now have a, uh, uh, a mosque now in, in, uh, in Bethlehem that they have now had a big row over, and, and Israel's decided to let them place that mosque there. In the back of my mind, I thought, yeah, now, now Israel now say, now we've let you do that. Now we want to put our temple back where it belongs. And uh, we'll see what comes of that. But that, but that temple will be. And when they, when they do that temple, then they will go back and, uh, to the sacrifice. And the things of the temple then will, will prevail again. And, and these things here will take place. But the thing that you need to understand about this during the millennium is the first part, talking about the prince and, and how, in fact, the prince, which is Yeshua, uh, is to worship the threshold of the gateway, then go out and by the gate will, will not be shut until evening. On the Sabbath new moons, the people of the land are to worship in the presence of Hashem at the entrance uh, of, of that gateway. In other words, that's going to be done until it can be opened, and it will be opened in the time of the millennium. And bless God, it will then be, again, a current thing done within those gates. So uh, it's, important to, uh, it's important to recognize that. So when that time comes, and since new moon was celebrated in the past, and it will be celebrated in the future, you know, the thing of it is, why don't they all celebrate it now? Well, obviously the offerings can't be uh, brought to the temple, but the fact of it is, we don't, we don't, the offerings, the, the sacrifices, you and I do not need to be concerned with. Because once this all comes in place, and what you have to remember is, the temple has not yet been rebuilt. And I believe, and this is Thomas 1.1, that I believe that when the temple is rebuilt, then I believe that the ten lost tribes of Israel, which you and I are part of, are going to be in such a returning fashion back into Israel that the high rabbis of Israel, which if they have not heard in, in, in about the middle of next month are about to hear that we're coming home, that if I don't get anything else done, I'm going to tell them we're coming home, there's more of us than there are you, and you better stretch the tent stakes back over to the Euphrates where they belong. Now what they're going to say about that, they may say, out! But the fact of it is, I don't believe so because uh, uh, I've been told that they do understand about Ephraim. They do understand that Ephraim is going to have to be dealt with. And I don't mean in the way of war, I mean in the way of peace, just as God said that they would. So it's going to be interesting to understand uh, exactly what's going on. The Song of Solomon's 2, 8, and 9, uh, here it says, Listen, my lover, look. Here he comes, leaping across the mountains, bounding over the hills. My lover is like a gazelle or a young stag. Look, there he stands behind our wall, gazing through the windows, peering through the lattice. I know we gave that before, but, uh, but it's interesting, again, to note or to, to, to understand that that's what this is about. You know, it's, it's, it's a joyous thing. It's, it's something of awe. It's something that, 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 that is, is uh, breathtaking. I guess I should uh, finish my comment about the Bible, shouldn't I, since I took it that far and left it. 
uh, when we are, when we are able to, uh, everyone is able to have a, a Bible. Uh, we will switch from the King James version, which I use, and some of you obviously don't even use that. But we will go to that uh, mainly because the interpretation, most of which is, I think, is in real good shape. There will be some better interpretations that are going to come out. Uh, this David Stern, there's no doubt whether he knows Hebrew or not. Uh, I'm sure that he he knows it very well. And the things that I've tried to check out, uh, there's a few places in there that I would like to see different. I would like to see, in other words, instead of using uh, uh, Passover, he would use Pesach, and uh, that he's going back and reverting back. But I also can understand that if you're not uh, if you're not used to that which we're now just becoming used to, that that could become a burden to us. In other words, that could you get all your time wondering, well, what in the world's Pesach? And so I think that's probably the reason he did that. I have no idea, but it may be. Now, we also understand that that uh, in Psalms 81.3, you'll find there it says, blow, blow the horn at the new moon, at the covering of the moon, our feast day. And there's the command to blow the horn. Now, uh, we are, now on which feast is the is the moon covered? The, the feast at which the moon is covered is on on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Teruah, the feast of trumpets, uh, which you, we've heard that during that time, and you'll hear it again here. And it there uh, in Psalms eighty one four it says, "For this is a statute for Israel, a judgment of God, the God of Jacob." And just as judgment is executed by day, so also must the sanctification of the month take place by day. The sight of the new moon, which has reappeared, is another occasion for celebrating this aspect of creation and of awareness of it by expressing gratitude uh, for the renewal of life and hopefulness, hopefulness for the future. A rabbi said, whoever blesses the new moon at the proper time is considered as having welcomed the presence of the Shekinah glory. Rosh Hadesh is also known uh, as Yom HaKeperm Katan. Katan, I'm sorry. Which means it's, a, it's minor Yom HaKippur. The devout will fast on the last day of the month and reflect upon his actions on the first day of the month. In other words, it's one of those things that is done from, from one month to the next month to this month to that month, and it, uh, and it, makes, uh, it makes sense for that to happen. Now, if, if, we were to, if we were to probably try to put this in some kind of perspective, and, and we definitely need to, to go back and to reiterate through it is to, is to understand the importance of it. The importance of it is, is much more uh, than just another day. I, I, you know, I think personally that once we begin to line these things up, and I, for one, can tell you that the opening of Revelation has come to me like a, somebody opened up the floodgates and uh, let them run in, and it seems that let's, let's the, the revelation of this thing run into me has been phenomenal. But I believe I believe it's because that I'm rendering myself under the scriptures. I, in other words, I, I'm I'm trying. Now I want you to understand and underline the word trying. It is not going to be something that you're going to probably be able to do successfully, all right off the bat. Now if you do, praise be to God for you that can do that. It's sort of like all these other things, isn't it? 
You know, uh, you know, uh, we went somewhere, my mom and, and my brother and I, and, and uh, we had stopped and decided to have lunch, and, and I think my brother said that, that he thought that a tenderloin would, would sound good. Now, again, and this may sound ridiculous to you, but I didn't relate a tenderloin with pork because we just don't eat tenderloin. And I thought, well, that sounds good, so we had it, and I put money in it, and I ate that, and Mom said she just sort of grinned because she knew that it was pork. And when she told me, I thought, oh, yeah, and you know, that's the way you feel, isn't it? Once you go, oh, man. <laughs> well, the thing of it is, I've always told you, it's not three strikes and you're out. You just have to keep at it. You repent, and I just simply say, Lord, forgive me. You know, I, my, he knows my heart. He sees my heart. I didn't do that knowing, well, it's pork and I'm going to eat it anyway. I didn't do it. It isn't done that way. So, so just don't give up on yourselves. Uh, you, you know, be confident that, that God, that the, the Rahakadish, the Holy Ghost, is, is definitely dealing with us and going to move us that way. And the more we do it, the better we're going to get at it. Amen? And it's the same way with us speaking to the, 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 the Hebrew and the things that goes on with the Hebrew. So, so on the 15th, uh, if you will remember to light your candle and begin to say this, and I will have this, as I said, in, in form, in, or type form out on the table as you come in or go out Saturday, uh, pick it up. Even if you don't intend to do it for a while, that's fine. And, and all these things are electives. Don't, don't leave here thinking, well, now look what we got to do now. Because, see, it won't work that way. It has to be in your heart. And if it's in your heart, it will work. God will bless you, and you'll learn, and you'll grow. And then all of a sudden you go, wow, now I know. You know, now I understand. And when I begin to realize and I begin to read how the great visitations always came at new moon. And then when my own father left this earth in such a powerful way at new moon, it sold me, not that I didn't, I didn't, I didn't need to be sold on it anyway, but the fact of it is I saw it, and I saw it personally work. And I can tell you that it is something else. And I, I intend to use that for my fast day or one of my fast days. And uh, it's... Uh, it, I think you'll find the same thing in time. It'll work out for you. Now I'm going to do something that we don't do very often. Has anybody got any questions about New Moon? Well, uh, you know, what we do is we lock the candle up in the bathroom, and we leave it in, in the bathroom on, on a counter that, 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 that if it went over, it couldn't burn. But I wouldn't leave it and leave my house. Uh, I, 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 again, that's just me. I, I wouldn't want to leave all day and know that there could be a possibility. In other words, if you can put it somewhere, if you could put it within a uh, a bowl, if you had, a, you know, the old wash uh, wash uh, tubs, bowls that were about that deep and about like, if you had something like that, you put in order to knock over it, that's where it would stay. Then, then, you know, that would be comfortable. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. You are, you have, you are the priest of your home. The priestess of your home. Yes. Uh, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just a little more traditionalist than most. I think that I would rather uh, do that. We're, by the way, we just talked about the night hanging a, the light down. There should be an eternal light that burns in here 24 hours a day, which will be electric, only because there's nobody out here. If, again, we were in a community and we... We're here every day. That would be an oil lamp, just as these are, that would be filled and, and kept lit. But uh, that's not possible. So, again, and you may want to consider what he's saying. And that'll work. God will honor that because it is a, it is a light that's being lit specifically toward that.
I wouldn't have thought of that because, like I said, I'm such a traditionalist that uh, I'm, I'm, all I'm thinking about is a, a flame, you know, burning, but don't. That got all honor. Anybody else? We want to make sure we try to, yes. Sure, you could do that. Sure. I think it'll be fun to learn to blow that. I know, I know it's kind of wild because, uh, uh, Stephen, uh, in Barbados, uh, he got one when he was up here. He ordered one, took it back with him. In fact, it's longer than this one. I mean, it's, it's about that much longer than this one. And the only one in the family that can really blow it is, is, is John 11 or 12. And, and John is the one that can blow it. And, and so here's John out there holding this big thing up and, 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 and Stephen lives up in what's called a gap and it just sort of goes up, flows up this hill and you can hear it all the way down to the ocean, I'm sure. And, and so, so they've got the, the neighbors are, the neighbors are, the, the neighbors are really, really thinking there's something wrong up there at Stephen's home, but, uh, uh, I think they'll probably get that all straightened out in, in time. Who else had their hand up? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real water and juice. Um, if again, it, you don't have to. You can, you know. I, but I would do that. That's what I would do with that fast. Anybody else? Going once, going twice. Well, like I said, we don't do this very often. You want to take advantage of it because it it is important. Because there's a lot of things that I that I cover, and I may not cover in enough detail to to have covered it sufficiently for you to understand and. And a prophet's terrible about these things because I understand them. I just automatically think everybody has read this and as, as you know, as vibrant about as I am and they already know all this and I'm just reminding them that sometimes it's, I've got to shake myself and say, look, you're, you're teaching into something here that probably they don't know about. So, so don't ever be backward about asking questions because questions are healthy and they always will be. Anybody else? One more time. One more time. Well, good. So we know something about new moon, and if it's uh, all possible this uh, this next week, uh, we're going to be. In fact, we're going to be gone, and so uh, we plan on taking the candles and and uh, this and the prayer book, and and uh, I plan on keeping it as well as I can keep it uh, while I'm gone. That's how important I believe it is. I mean, I, again, you're not going to die and go to hell tomorrow if you don't keep new moon. That's the biggest thing that I, we want to be sure that we keep in balance here. That what we're doing is 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 giving you more things, if you will, that are in Torah to bless you with. And I'm a firm believer that the more of this we can do, the more that we're going to be able to receive of God. And and I believe that. I, I believe it's a matter of time in which God is. Uh, you're, that you're going to be different. I, I can tell, and I don't know, some of you may shake your heads and know, and some of you may think you know, and I, that doesn't matter, but I can definitely tell that there's a, there is a difference in the anointing that's happening now on Saturdays, uh, at Shabbat. Uh, it used to be to, to, to work that anointing and bring it to the place it was here Saturday. It took a lot more, uh, uh, a fervent type of a, a ministry. Uh, to do, and that's not uh, that's not the case now. The anointing was 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 very very strong here, uh, Shabbat, or last Shabbat. And uh, uh, again, I'm I'm believing the reason that's so. It's not because I'm I'm getting older. It's because that we are touching and going into the things that are blessed of God. And any time you go into the things that are blessed of God, then the blessings of God will come upon you. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us. 
at the website www.jewishprophet.com and you can find out again all this material that you're hearing taught every day every week folks you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life you know what you can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com we'll be praying for your prayer requests shalom until tomorrow and remember with god all things are possible mm-hmm.